comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. My name is Ichabod Crane. Tomorrow, and welcome to the Ichapod Cranecast, the podcast that recaps new episodes of the Fox television series Sleepy Hollow. I am Aaron, and with me is Brandon Peters. Hello. And Maxwell Haddad. Yo, yo, yiggity, yo. And we are here to discuss what may or may not be the final episode of the series. This Sleepy Hollow has not been um, renewed for a third season as of yet, um, but we uh, we are here to discuss the finale, Tempest Fugit. As well as some of the other episodes, we are. Let me. Let's start out with this. I can't say like I'm sorry just because I don't feel like apologizing for no reason, but I think it's been very clear that Maxwell Brandon and I have not been as enthusiastic about the second season of Sleepy Hollow as we were about the first. Um, as a result, knowing how much you know effort and time it takes to put into arranging the three of us to take time out of our busy schedules to do a podcast like this, produce said podcast, and pull shit out to the people. It just became too much of a thing to be like, why are we talking about a show that we clearly aren't having as much fun with as we'd like to and putting all this extra effort in there? So, yes, we have missed a number of episodes in the second half of the second season. Um, we are now back to discuss the finale because we didn't want to leave, you know, listeners in the lurch. But we have some thoughts on the, you know, the finale of the season, the season in general, and just want to we're not even sure if we're going to continue doing this podcast um, beyond, you know, where we are currently. Um so all that's all that's up front right there. I, I believe that I'm, I'm representing as well. Correct, guys? Yeah. Yes. And the listeners turn us off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the fate of the podcast, like Aaron was saying, is really uh, there's two points. One, is the show going to get a third season? I'm skeptical. Um, I wouldn't bet against it. Uh, but, uh, you know, as we'll get into a little bit later, the ratings have not been stellar. And Fox has a lot of other stuff on its plate. And two, it, it's tough to 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 talk about something when you're not enjoying it. You know, and, and we I think we can all agree that we felt like towards the middle of the season there, we were kind of just going through the motions, talking about the same issues we had with each episode. It was almost like beating a dead horse. It's much more enjoyable for me, at least, to talk about something when, when I'm enjoying it. For sure. And uh, we'll... We'll get to, you know, why we basically felt this way as we kind of recap the second season and talk about the finale, um, which I was quite a fan of, actually. I would say that these this the finale, the episode before, and the third ep- the, the third to last episode, it was a strong run-up to the end of this season. I, I, I'm not sure if you guys agree yet, but we'll get to that. Um, with all that in mind, um, we do, you know, thank the listeners that have stuck with the Ichapod Cranecast, the best-titled Sleepy Hollow podcast out there. And um, to reward you, we, of course, before we get into any of this, really have to deal with a little something that we like to call Gotham Corner. So, I'm not sure if you guys are caught up on Gotham. I didn't ask you beforehand, but are either of you caught I'm pretty sure Maxwell isn't, if I had to guess right now. I'm pretty sure Maxwell isn't caught up on Gotham. Is that, <laughs> that fair is to say? That is a correct guess. Brandon, are you caught up at Gotham? I am caught up as far as uh, the episode that aired with the Sleepy Hollow finale uh, last, last week. week, which um, would mean I did not see the one that aired last. We're recording this on a Tuesday last night. 
Okay. Thanks for all that clarification. Um, I am caught up I've on Gotham. I've got diagrams. It's fine. I am caught up on Gotham, as I do write about the show weekly for theyoungfolks.com. And I will say, for some reason, it has once again got to like a point where it needs a break for like um, like about five weeks. It comes back in April. Um I'm not sure why I said break. I think actually because there's only four episodes left and the last two will air during May sweeps. So that actually makes kind of perfect sense. But that in mind, Gotham, what have you been, have you been enjoying Gotham up to the point that you're at, Brandon? Or it, whew, I, I can't recommend it to anybody. And it's, there's things that are just downright embarrassing about the show <laughs> that just, I mean, every time it gives you a little bit uh, the littlest bit of hope it slams it down with a huge sledgehammer a lot like I, I mean and they're just trying i feel like the whole batman canon is going to be unfolded with everything but batman by the end of the season like there is just uh, week after week so much like the, the grayson's come to town and we can't just have a normal circus we have to have a controversy with it because every time the Graysons come to town, I guess something bad has to happen with the circus. Um, the, the I thought the, the Scarecrow episode, the the end of it was pretty laughable. Uh, it's it's crazy. Like, calm down. The show just wants to throw everything in there, and it's if if Fox yeah. is interested, I have a time machine. We can go back in time, and I have a great pitch for a solid thirteen episode first season of Gotham. <laughs> really good stuff. With, well, I mean, uh, the pitch of the show wasn't bad. It's just they've just gotten too overzealous <laughs> with having the keys to the universe. There's ninety percent of the characters they've included should not have been, and it should have just been like, you know, thirteen episode mystery over who killed the Waynes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would love to see like a robot chicken parody of some like scene from one of Christopher Nolan's uh, movies. Batman movies that that sort of references all the Gotham stuff, sort of like when um, they had the, the the scene from Empire Strikes Back with Darth Vader, and he tells you know Luke, or he's like he's like I am your father. He's like oh, and he's like and as a boy, I as a child, I built C three PO, like something like that, but with Gotham would be pretty funny. I see what you're saying, and while I certainly agree, I would say that this past episode it kind of it makes me hope that the final four episodes will be worthwhile more so than just saying well. It's weirdly entertaining, I guess, but look at all these problems with it. I, I do think the show has improved from where it began to an extent. I would say the promise of a show like this has not been delivered upon in a way that I've been, you know, super high on. But yeah, it is a it is a very silly show for lots of reasons. And I I wish this Gotham Corner segment could be more rewarding of us saying, you know, yeah. look at like this little neat show that's also happening in this Fox block, which ideally was supposed to be something really cool where you have a Batman TV show and sleepy hollow, a show that we were very enthusiastic for that was September. And now it's, you know, March of 2015. And we're like, yeah, sleepy hollow really hasn't delivered that well. And Gotham didn't deliver that much better. Um, so. I, will, I, I will say Marina Baccarin has been a like great addition to the show. I really like her, but I, I it, it's funny because you know, she has to get the boot at some point, but there's no good reason. There really isn't, and especially and, with a character like and, like uh, Barbara, who who is unlikable. I don't know unlike, if it's the actress or the character or both, but she's just really unlikable. I mean, you you bring up Barbara, and I, I say I don't I don't I don't know what the, I don't know what the show has planned as far as this character goes because she keeps kind of reappearing in small doses. But it's like I don't think anyone she's like Katrina on Sleepy Hollow, where, <laughs> yeah. where it's like 
I don't see a reason for this person to keep being around since no one seems to like her and the actress herself probably doesn't like playing her that much. So it's like, I, I would hope that Marina Pagarin, if anything, sticks around longer and we just kind of change something because I, I, yeah, like, I don't see other ways of doing it. Uh, yeah, without being, like, incredibly dumb or forced. Speaking of the, uh, the Fox uh, Monday Night Power Hour, for those of you who are interested, uh, now that Sleepy Hollow is done, uh, the FBI is terrible at their job hour uh, started its new season last night, <laughs> uh, also known as uh, The Following, starring Kevin Bacon. Um, I have to say, it's one of my, uh, I hate the term, I don't use it often, but it is a, a guilty pleasure show of mine, and uh, the FBI was as terrible as expected in last night's premiere. Just awful. I, I hear that Kevin Bacon was at a, in a scene where he was dragged onto a dance floor, and he said, I don't dance. Yes, that, that happened early on. Okay, just making sure. Oh. Um, so with all that said, let's wrap this up here, and that, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what we like to call Gotham Corner. Okay, so that may or may not have been the last episode of Gotham Corner. <laughs> but um, now we'll you get to... You're not going to continue the Gotham Corner regardless of what happens with the Ichapod Cranecast? I was going to surprise the listeners, Maxwell, with the fact that we are going to record five-minute Gotham Quarters. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. And I'm sorry for anyone that actually believed us for the half second that we were joking about that. But with all that in mind, let's get to this week's episode of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, uh, but before we jump right in, just want to say, um, as, as far as ratings are concerned, mm-hmm. um, the the show had a one point four rating point, which is basically a steady decline <laughs> uh, from the the first episode of the season, uh, with uh, four point three five million viewers. Um, t- as a sort of basis of comparison, actually, the penultimate episode, uh, Awakening, had more viewers than the finale, and the antepenultimate episode, What Lies Beneath only had 3.87 million viewers. So the viewers are dropping uh, pretty steadily. Yeah, it's certainly like, it, it, it would see, and I've, you know, I've talked to people about Sleepy Hollow and whatnot. It certainly seems like it's not just us who are not as well, you know, enthusiastic about the, about the series at this point. And which is, you know, a bit of a shame given how much, you know, kind of hype and excitement there was for this show coming off the first season people you know there was certainly when we all i don't i wouldn't say we predicted but we were certainly concerned about you know the increase of episodes the well do, possibilities do you of think the that was the, the major flaw i do i i it's honestly, part of it yeah i, I, I honestly because i don't because i don't think the, the show never suffered in terms of like the core element which is ichabod and abby having you know good chemistry together as they dealt with supernatural material i think it was just more the plot lines were not as interesting because they stretched them out as opposed to the first season, which gave us, you know, two or three different like half season arcs worth of episode stuff in like just one episode. Sometimes like it just felt like it was moving at such a momentous pace and this just it slowed it down much more heavily and suffered as a result. I think I mean, what we're learning is that Sleepy Hollow, I think it's a show that surprised us last year and it's proving it like. It was a show that had no business being as good as it was, and it just couldn't hold on to that. I think it got away to season one, and then I, I think Sleepy Hollow is a cautionary tale. Um, in that, when you're creating a new TV show, especially one as as uh, conceptually bizarre as this one, um, the inclination of the writer is to keep things so fast paced 
and you end up putting so much story in every episode that you run out of story pretty quickly. So the third, the first 13 episodes are pretty tight, but it tells a lot of story. A lot happens. So by the time you get to season two, and not, now you have even more episodes, it's like you already told so much story in season one, where do you go with these characters? You either make it a glorified procedural, which a lot of the season was, uh, or you kind of, uh, you know, drag your feet through the mud, which a lot of the season did as well. Well, and a lot of times, well, the second season too, they can be, they're very reactionary because now, like, because with that 13 episode first season, I'd say, you know, most of it was complete before they were getting feedback a lot of the time too. And you're, they're, they're moving at such a swift schedule. And then they had, they were off since January to hear feedback from people and critical, critical, you know, responses, stuff like that. So then they, they sort of like, oh, people like this will do this. Instead of just having their own mind, they can sometimes read into structuring it how, like, fans and, and critical reactions go. And it seemed yeah. that they found, like, a cadence this season with things. Because how many episodes, I mean, it just followed a, a, like, blueprint almost at times that was almost parody of itself that I don't I didn't find in season one too much. Like it, it felt like an episode would start with something. I mean, it was like predictable format. And then how many times do we have a hint of the villain? And then Ichabod recalls some historical event that is twisted to Sleepy Hollow's version when that didn't happen. That happened last season, but it seemed a little more natural and, um, and didn't seem to happen as often. It didn't feel but as familiar, like I guess. Yeah, like it, especially in the hey. second half of the second season, where you know, like, oh, you oh, did... Ben Franklin. Oh, when Franklin did the the kite, it blah 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 blah. Oh, Thomas Jefferson. When Thomas Jefferson, you know, it was constant. Just it didn't seem as natural or smooth. Yeah, and I think too, as great as um, John Noble is, they the Henry character became problematic. Yeah. Yeah, but less so than Katrina, um, who yeah, was but, the, yeah yeah. I, you guess you hire someone and you pay them to be a series regular, and then you feel like you gotta shove them in every episode, you know. And that's not always the be- the best. Well, idea. you had a series regular, and you left him in the shadows most of it with uh, Orlando Jones. Yeah, yeah. But well, let's. I mean, let's just get to it then. Let's get let's um let's address like the finale and just kind of work and you know incorporate our thoughts on the season in general as we as we can. And I, I'm aware that, you know, the finale is kind of connected to the previous episode, too, just given the it ends on a cliffhanger. Um, I believe I believe if you go some episodes back, I predicted maybe Katrina would become the ultimate villain of the season. That sounds correct. <laughs> uh, Maxwell, you want to read us the uh, synopsis of Tempest Fugit? Hurled back in time to the Revolutionary War by Katrina Spell, Abby must convince the then Ichabod that she's there to help him while Katrina enlists the Headless Horseman to aid her. So we had the um, the, the second to last episode was the end of Back to the Future Part 2, and then the beginning of this one was Back to the Future 3. Well, first things first, because I kind of said that I like these last few episodes. Were you guys a fan of how the season wrapped up? Very much. Yep. I I would say what like and I I like that now this is more so for the previous episode Awakening I very much enjoyed where that was kind of going I I like the the I like the I like the payoff more than the setup I guess I like that like there's a uh, Katrina's this you know now she's like all witched out with uh with Henry and uh, 
things are going bad for everybody. But then once it gets to like, um, Hen- you know, Par- Henry's killed essentially, and Katrina's like super mad, and then she sends Jenny, Jenny sends Abby back in time. Jenny sends Abby back in time. Um, I was all, I was completely all in on it. I, I love the yeah. I love the use of our theme song for the show in orchestral form. I thought that was just I thought that was a lot of fun. It, it flip flopped the pilot. Yes, exactly. Which was which was, which was cool. Which if As, this show doesn't come back, it does make a nice complete story. It, it leaves open possibility, but a conclusive conclusive enough to be a good finale. I agree with that. It is sort of a. Uh, works as a series finale if necessary. That being said, as much as I did enjoy it, I almost wish the season itself had ended with her stuck back there. So if there was a third season, the whole third season took place in Revolutionary War times. It'd be it'd be interesting. I'd be. I'm not sure they'd have the budget to sustain all of the period work they would require, but or the just it, the, the, the like I could see. The idea of like a modern woman trapped, a modern black woman trapped back in time. I, I I don't know how much I can get out of that for an, for like an entire season, maybe like a six episode arc or something like that. But I, I certainly like just based on you saying that alone, that intrigues me. Based on you know knowing the show, I'm not sure how successful they could be in pulling it off. Well, it's it seems like where the you know it seems like a logical choice to be a season cliffhanger. It's it's huge stakes. Yeah. More steaks than the show has had in in weeks and weeks. Nice, nice medium rare steaks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. With that in mind, I Brandon, that's a good point they made. It does flip. I mean, in terms of kind of flip flopping the pilot, and and as well as kind of the way it leaves us, it concludes the series with a, a, a kind of it, it ties it up nicely. Um, going a different step from Maxwell in terms of like, hey, we could have gone and done this for a whole season. I almost would have liked there to have not so much have been a when Abby goes back, you know, goes back to the, she goes back to the future. Um, it wouldn't have been more of like a, this was all like a, all a dream in a sense, or you know, just a possible future. But in fact, like have these things affect the current time and really make create like an alternate timeline. That could have been interesting, given you know like that they still could do that to an extent for sure. But I mean, we saw Ben Franklin get decapitated I, in this episode. Something I would never have expected from Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> which, you know. It's it seemed to me like the writers are sort of hedging their bets um, with this finale. Like they clearly wanted at least a, a moderately satisfying conclusion. There's no big cliffhangers, you know. Yeah, it's it's um, Sleepy Hollow is certainly the the Parks and Recreation of supernatural yeah, yeah. series. <laughs> yeah. I think seasons three, four, and five, and maybe even six of Parks and Rec. All of the episodes could have been a series finale. <laughs> well, well de- definitely six, given the time jump they did with that season for the right. end of that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it certainly this season closes off where it's like, well, yeah, we, I guess we're, we we could be done. That's that's kind of the thought here. But um, let, let me ask you guys this, sure. and this is more of a general question, but it's on the same line of thought. So, looking at TV in general, and and how, with, especially with network television. A show may not know if it's getting another season. Would you rather your your show that you like and watch have one of these sort of moderately satisfying, yeah, that could work endings, or go for broke, have like a, you know, crazy cliffhanger, and then just pray that they get picked up? That depends on the show, honestly. And I know that's not, you know, that doesn't help the question very much, but I do think there's merit to both of those um, where I do like having a sense of closure, but at the same time, if the show's good enough where like I desperately would like to see more of it, 
it would be I, I like seeing that kind of risk being taken and really kind of challenging a stu- uh, you know a network to say hey give us more because or, or else it just ends like this yeah i i have to say i'm indifferent because i'll eventually move on um yeah i'll be yeah. like cause, like i was i was peeved about uh veronica mars being canceled <laughs> back in the back in the day for a long time but i had made my peace with it to where when the movie came i was like oh well okay i i mean i i i love that show but you know i at first i was like oh man but i, I moved on because it does it did have some closure to it um well, I mean, any and, I think any good show, given I don't know, like Deadwood, I guess is one of the few one of the examples I can think of where it doesn't really end with anything. I I do think there's, in general, with TV, they always want to make something wrap up in a way. Like I, I never think there's few shows I think that leave something deliberately open unless it is you know an intense cliffhanger or just unceremonious cancellation. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just did 24, and that appears for now to be the ending to the show. Is that? With Jack in Russian custody. Which is... Spoilers. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they listened to that show. I mean... That was a year ago. The... We, we discussed this in I'm Link kidding. I'm kidding, show. yes. But, um... Well, that, that, I was that satisfied enough and with that season. I don't, wanna, that if that's... You know, I don't think we should go too far off base. But with 24, that's tough. Because, you know, on the one hand, that's really open-ended and a cliffhanger. But with Jack Bauer, I feel like Jack Bauer is always going to be getting into trouble and he's always going to get out of it and it's just going to keep going. So it doesn't, that one doesn't bother me. I'm like, okay, go get out of it. Well, anyway, getting back to just Sleepy Hollow, um, presumably, you know, we've caught up with the entire season and we know we haven't, we haven't really discussed this season since I believe Paradise Lost, which is the, the return episode from after the, the December break, um, so I guess we should. I guess we could just bring up things that you know, just we enjoyed or disenjoyed. Just you know, points about the you know the rest of the season in general. And I can just I, 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 yeah. kind of bearing the lead here. Katrina's dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Henry, for that matter. I mean, I mentioned that. Henry's but... death was really cool. I, I really liked that setup where they planned it out and the way it just was choreographed. I thought that was pretty awesome. In in that in those regard, it almost felt like these two final episodes were them finally listening to. Are finally able to, li- based on timeline production versus air, listen to the fans' issues. Well, I can't imagine. Horseman never came back. No, he didn't. But I, I, I can't imagine. I, I don't. I, I can't imagine this like not being always the end scenario at this point. I mean, I, I feel like there's, there was very little room for them to make Henry into you know a, a consistent villain or Katrina into you know anything really, since the show never really decided on how to really what to do with her. Um, and so it feel it feels like you know this season. I don't I don't think there was much messing around with the planning. I think they pretty much had the idea of where it was going to go. It's just there was a lot of kind of stalling in in between, especially you know in episodes like twelve, thirteen, fourteen. There was a lot of on and off Katrina Ichabod like happiness. Yeah, that could have probably done less with and been a little more focused because they were happy together. They weren't. They were happy together. They weren't. I'm uh, hanging out at this house, captive. You rescued me, but I should probably go back. And and, and, and there, I mean, as much as we like Orlando Jones on this show, the show honestly had very little idea of what to do with him that made it all that entertaining. I mean, it, they did. Yeah, that, it just took. They just awesome couldn't do it for the longest time. Season. You were both talking, Maxwell. What'd you say? <laughs> I said he had. He did have that one awesome post-apocalyptic vision this season and that was about the, the extent of it 
Well, they, I, I felt like they, they did something with it, but they just kept him in the wings. They just were like, ah, oh, this isn't the time. This isn't the time. This isn't the time. This is okay. Oh, now we'll make him more of a player. Which again, I mean, it's just, it just feels like there's a lot. Of, it's a shame. That's what I keep wanting to say because there's so many different like. I can't say we could have written this show better, but I feel like there's so much. There was so much opportunity. I feel that just didn't get delivered upon. Where instead you had random decisions the made. Like there. the potential is there, but instead we have like let's have let's have Holly. Let's have all this Holly stuff. Yeah, they like, put, they bring us Holly. They give us more Henry, and they're forget because I mean, do do you, do you think Jenny was a little bit more badass last season than she was this season? Yes, yeah. and I wouldn't say it's. Bec- I don't. I wouldn't say it's a less is more thing. I think it's more of a. They, they gave just, her good stuff to do. <laughs> like, yeah. the season didn't have her give much stuff to do. Because we were all, like, I mean, we were all like, yeah. We were all big time on the Black Tomb Raider thing, loving it. And this year, I don't think we were clamoring for a lot of it. But then you, you threw Holly in, which was just kind of doubling her. It really was. And that's a part of what, like, slowed the pace down. And again, it's not like, and I know, Maxwell, like, you, you were a fan of, like, the act, you know, the portrayal of Holly. I, I didn't mind, like, what the actor was giving to Holly. And even I don't just, think any of us minded Holly. It was just unnecessary. It was it, like, well, this, he's cool, but it, we don't need him. It, feel, it felt like a way to stretch out the season into 18 episodes, given that they had 18 episodes to work with, which just took away from another character we already had. So as if you only had 13 episodes to work with, you could have eliminated that character entirely, given the stuff that he had to generate. Any, which would have made sense because they both have the same essential profession or you know whatever you want to call it and allow that to sink into the series as well and keep her as a main player as opposed to calling in hey where's holly we need him for you know some demonic grenades this week or something like that well the show was lacking <laughs> gener- generic white guy so yeah <laughs> they had to throw him in we never had the return of uh, detective uh, Mor- morales nope no morales return <laughs> the, the new the new um New police captain that was going to be a thorn in their side just she never, up and yeah. disappeared. Yeah, we know. They, they mentioned her saying something. They they did like she said blah blah blah, but she never came back. And yeah, I mean the headless horseman became less and less of a threat every week. <laughs> yeah, he became. They, like... We did get a shot. We did get a um, callback to our our favorite little monster that never came back. Oh, the the, episodes, the, um, the, um, the kindred. Yes. See, now this just seems like a, a podcast where we're talking about missed opportunities. <laughs> but that kind of sums up the, the our feelings about the season. Season two, Sleepy Hollow, a missed opportunity. I guess to be fair, there was Headless Horseman in the finale, just he wasn't headless, he was fully head equipped. The, and- the Headless Horseman became like evolved from like a, a badass, awesome, scary monster to like the guy with his shirt open on the cover of a bad romance novel. Yeah, <laughs> and whiny and pathetic. His hair blowing in the wind. His white stallion by his side, and a bit sickly because he didn't look like the healthiest of guys. <laughs> like, he's he's a, little the, bit, a little bit, the headless, bit the headless horseman had too much head in season two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy, the puns that I'm skipping right now. <laughs> what else? I mean, what? What? Hi- I mean, I, let's, let's I, get I to positive. Like, let's get to positive stuff. Let's, the finale, let's... The, 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 the whole smartphone thing was delightful. Yes, I would agree. Mm-hmm. And, and, I've, and I, you know, uh, we alluded to it a little bit earlier. I think you did, Aaron, is um, I, I was mildly concerned about uh, how they would portray the fact that Abby is black, you know, in, in these times. And for the most part, I thought they, they didn't, you know, they did a decent job with it. 
could have been a lot more awkward or embarrassing for the I writers. Think, I think it fit the tone of the show for sure, because this is not a show yeah. that, I mean, it's serious to an extent, but it's very aware of what it is. And so I think there, it was a lot, if you're going to suspend disbelief in current times, I think you're allowed to just suspend disbelief in, you know, in past times in terms of having a, a person this modern dressed and talking the way she is dealing with, you know, revolutionary war soldiers um, who are dealing who you know deal with slaves on a daily basis but yeah that that was nice and and there are some nice um emotional moments of bonding between Ichabod and Abby it was certainly bringing that back in the past you know the the, the last few episodes I mean that was something that was we were lacking because we had a lot of the Katrina, Katrina drama and just things getting in between yeah. what we like about the show scare me a little bit scare I don't know if scare is the right word but I love I like them so much as good friends mm-hmm. and and partners that now that Katrina's dead, I mean, it feels like the logical path would be romance. I'm not sure that would be the right choice. Well, now that Katrina's dead, it makes me be- it makes me sad that the one woman that was killed in the Weeping Lady that Ichabod had like a fun, flirty relationship with that she's dead. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, yeah. why can't yeah. we get her back? <laughs> she had she had more charm and personality that in one episode or two than Katrina did in uh, you know almost thirty episodes. Yeah, she's the Marina Baccarin to Katrina's. Barbara, that's the uh, there you go. That's the analogy right there. Um, I also I really like Stephen Weber's Thomas Jefferson. I like that. I like that episode quite a bit, and I like the I liked what he was doing with that. Uh, I like I like the I like the fact that we had Thomas Jefferson in modern times. You know, like the most elaborately of of decided we had ways. Hologram Tupac. Yeah, exactly. Thomas Jefferson. He was yeah. It was like that, or being like the knight trapped with the Grail who couldn't leave anywhere. Like it was a presence. That was my Nina Jones reference. Um, it was a presence, but just not one that could go anywhere else. But I like I like what was the going shining on with that. Uh, Stephen Weber. Y- yes, the shining Stephen Weber, the one and only shining, as we call it. Um, the, the, um... Stephen King uh, loves the Ichabod Crane cast right now. Mm-hmm. Other highlight stuff? Were there any cool creatures you can think of that you from season two that you remember, like from this half of season? Like we certainly talked about the Weeping Lady a lot on this show and other things, but were there any from this Kindred? half of the season? From this half of the season that we appreciated. Oh, from this half of the season? Yeah. No. Like, the, there was the painting. I thought the painting one was pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah, was that cool. was cool. The painting was cool. There was the, the guy, they brought that guy um, who was the killer in the Prom Night remake. Yeah. Never a good sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, a lot of talented people are in that movie. Idris Elba's in that movie. He, yeah, he's doing something. In that movie. It's on his credit list, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean what else can we talk about um the show did what it did and then it ended <laughs> it was a show that ran for 18 well, episodes did they get a season three or no i don't i i mean what it's march right and most of the shows on fox have already been either renewed or not i Sleepy Hollow is not at Paley Fest this year, and it was last year. I mean, there's it could no, be being no one's talking about like it. A, a, it, a miniseries of, event run, if needed. Part of me feels like they they're waiting to see how the following does, and then picking between the two of them. Maybe I, I guess, but I think although I think personally, the, I'd rather be in the Kevin Bacon business than you know. Not well, the, the following Bacon. is also got what a season on. Sleepy Hollow, so it's got yeah. probably better Closer syndication to... package if they if they renew it. Yeah. That's for sure, yeah. 
but I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, you know, having a show that stars Kevin Bacon, there's more of an appeal there and people are, you know, excited for the following was the following. That was the, was that the, that was the lead into sleepy hollow last year or no sleepy hollow was at eight. Right. And then the uh, sleepy hollow uh, following has always replaced no, sleepy hollow. It was the same thing last year. As soon as sleepy hollow was done, the following replaced it. Oh, what came on before sleepy hollow last year then? Uh, bones. Bones. Was it bones? Yeah, they've moved Bones around the schedule so much, but I think it was Bones. Okay. At least for a time it was Bones. I can't... We'll stick with Bones. We'll say it was Bones. It was bones. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners right in. We'll address it on the next podcast episode. But, I mean, people, people are still watching Gotham, right? That's remaining relatively solid in ratings. Um, It's actually... It's dropped. It's two. dropped? Yeah. Not it's dropped, okay. but it's still pulling above a 2.0, which is good enough to keep a show running these days. I mean, it was already yeah. renewed and for a second season. It, as does, well, yeah. it does well in Live Plus 3 and Live Plus 7. But, I mean, it was becoming pretty obvious people weren't staying for Sleepy Hollow. So, yeah, I, I just... Myself. I'd be more surprised if it was renewed than it wasn't, I guess. I agree. It can't be a cheap show to make, either. Yeah, that can't right. help. And as you've said, Maxwell, there's a lot on Fox's slate next, you know, next this coming season. And yeah, <laughs> um, I don't All know right. where else to go, guys. I think we just have to kind of wrap it up. I mean, I, it, in order to make a splash, they'd probably if they do a season three, they'll probably make some like have to make some flashy casting addition to the show. Well, let's 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 let's, let's, to, let's let's end on a positive note that in like just kind of just dream up some ideas for where season three could go. Well, I mean. We it has bring, to be some uh, new new threat. I mean, it's the star threat uncovering some new the ghost of George Washington. The ghost of yes, and who would play I, George I, Washington? I was, actually, I was actually thinking of something along those lines, like one of the founding fathers travels through time to the future and starts wreaking havoc with his demonic army. You know what? John Maybe. Hancock starts graffitiing the entire town. Actually, I was just thinking, what if it was like, what if? Aaron Burr was like secretly on Moloch's side this whole time, and the <laughs> so somehow that factors into next season. That could have been fun. <laughs> we could have yeah. got a recreation like, would of. Be cool if like that. I'm trying to think of what you know, at least well-known TV actor would be able to come. You can have a TV's Tim, TV's Tim Oliphant will be free, <laughs> and he could play a he could revolutionary play a, era he could, person. He could play a slick Alexander Hamilton shot down there by you Aaron go. Burr. By Walton Goggins, Aaron Burr. <laughs> there you go. Yes, bring them on. You cross it over. Yes, sign me up. Um, the whole the whole show is just all about the duel. John I... Hamm will be free, folks. <laughs> I think he's going to go into film. <laughs> <laughs> From Mad Men to Sleepy Hollow. No, and I mean network TV Brian, is even harder to Brian get. Brian Cranston is George Washington. <laughs> So, I mean, there's certainly ideas out there, I guess. I mean, there's plenty of Revolutionary War era folk that could. Yeah, I get, but George Washington would be a biggie because they always right. are referencing Washington. They have his Bible for guidance. That that would be huge. Yeah, it's it's like with a big casting oh, choice. It's, it's like having like it's like having okay. a Star Wars show without using any of the major characters from Star Wars. It's like you Steve always have. Buscemi is <laughs> Washington. There you go. Oh, Alec boy. Baldwin returns to TV as. <laughs> Himself. <laughs> Himself. Tina Fey right. is Martha Washington in. Okay. So I, I think. Kyle we... McLaughlin is. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. 
Kyle McLaughlin's busy. busy. He's got Shield and the oh, reboot of Twin he, Peaks. Yes, like he's, he he, Kyle Kyle McLaughlin's in hot demand these days. The Flintstones, That's Kyle right. McLaughlin guys. It's, talk, it's almost as if Shield did the opposite of Sleepy Hollow. It started out man has gotten increasingly more awesome. Yeah. Yeah, if only Sleepy Hollow had a spin-off series that was even better than Sleepy Hollow, then we could really talk about something. But uh, I guess that didn't happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, I... Holly's uh, Holly's uh, collectibles didn't take off. Yeah. <laughs> Holly's Hollow. All right. I, I think that's going to bring us to the end of our tale for this week in the Hollow. Um, this is presumably the last episode of the Icapod Crane cast for the time being, and less more so than the time being, probably forever. We'll see. I don't know. Who knows? I would like to say that Brandon Maxwell and I will return in some form. I, I would be, I would like to I'd like to be optimistic about that. I do think we can have some future fun. But we're of course available in all other realms of the internet. Uh, Brandon Peters, where can people find more of your work? Uh, you can find my work at whysoblue.com, and my blog is the Naptown Nerd, which is naptownnerd.blogspot.com, and I'm on Twitter at btpeters. Maxwell had it. Yeah, uh, you could uh, follow me on Twitter at Cinemaxwell. Visit my website, Cinemaxwell.com, and uh, check out my occasional writings on theyoungfolks.com. You can find more of my work at thecodeisZeke.com. All my written movie reviews are there, as well as at wisetheblue.com. I'm also on Twitter.com, Twitter at Aaron's PS4, and um, I also host the show Out Now with Aaron and Abe. If you're just my co-host Abe and I talking about movies on a weekly basis. Uh, yeah. There's... Yeah, it's like to Adam. Sorry, uh, I just launched a new podcast, uh, the Real Topics uh, podcast. Um, uh, my guest in the most recent episode was none other than Aaron. Um, it, we talk about the issue of uh, race in America as it relates to films. Uh, you could check that out also at cinemaxwell.com or on iTunes. Just search for Real Topics. That's R E E L Topics. Yeah, it was a pleasure being a guest on the show. It was a pleasure having you. And I think that's going to do it, guys. Uh, we, um, there's, of course, you can still email us um, at uh, Ichabod Crane bleh, at <laughs> Ichabod Crane at gmail dot com. Uh, there's a Facebook page for Ichabod Crane Cast, and there's a Twitter at Ichabod Crane. Um, you know, feel free to send us your thoughts on the series in general, on the season, on the finale, what have you. If there is overwhelming demand to bring us back, I don't know what would happen in that case, but it'd have to be really overwhelming. But um, with that said. Um, you know, or you know, yeah. if we're being optimistic, maybe the show it comes back and there's it's really good. and We want to talk about it. Again. That's true too. And Brandon, you've talked about this many times. Where you, you know, second seasons have a slump, and sometimes <laughs> there's slump. Thir- the third season can probably regroup and figure out a way to make things you know work out better. But um, I I should say that it has been a pleasure to talk to you both, Brandon and Maxwell, to talk about Sleepy Hollow. This did stem from just I watched the pilot of the show, thought it was so ridiculous, and found that we needed to talk about it immediately, and that turned into a full podcast. <laughs> it has been an honor playing with you this evening, gentlemen. Yes, likewise. But um, until some other time that's possibly in the future, heads might roll. Call me Lucy.
Lucifer Cause I'm in need of some restraint So if you meet me Have some courtesy Have some sympathy And some taste Use all your well-learned politics Or I'll lay your soul to waste mm, Yeah Good morrow, y'all.